on the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Irokti, a yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, on Kestian Echo. Vientolum againom Griv, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Today on the Indo Daily, are Sinn Féin losing ground as tactics backfire? Paul, 83, Neil, 63. There was one abstention. The motion is agreed to. A fractious week for Mary Lou Macdonald saw her party failed to oust Justice Minister Helen McEntee. The Dáil has, as expected, voted confidence in the Minister for Justice this evening. During testy exchanges leading up to the vote, the Dáil heard that the streets of Dublin's north inner city have not been safe for a very long time. As fresh questions are raised about Sinn Féin's relationship with law and order, is the fall in the opinion polls a blip or a reflection of a wider trend? But after the week that we've had, you would have expected much more damage to the government parties and it is Sinn Féin that seems to be in a spot of bother here. I'm Fionan Sheehan, and today on the Indo Daily, I'm joined by Gabby Gattafiskaita, political reporter with the Irish Independent, and Paul Williams, special correspondent with the Irish Independent, to ask if Sinn Féin's missteps are leading it away from taking power. Gabby, you'd say it was kind of a difficult week for Mary Lou Macdonald. Sinn Féin tabled emotional confidence in the Minister for Justice. It was roundly defeated and Sinn Féin got battered inside in that dull debate. Very much so. And no confidence motions can backfire. And certainly this one did. If I could start with the bad week that was for Sinn Féin with actually last Friday when Mary Lou Macdonald launched the motion no confidence at Leinster House in a press conference. It's very, very rare for her to come out and do a press conference on the plinth at Leinster House even though all the other opposition party leaders were on the plinth probably every other week with the likes of Vanna Bacic, Holly Cairns. And Mary Lou faced a lot of difficult questions from journalists. She ended up accusing a journalist, one journalist of being rude and aggressive towards her. And then they go into this week where Fine Gael very much are amped up, you know, how dare Sinn Féin uh, table this motion, no confidence, and especially on justice. And that's when we saw those fiery scenes in the Dáil on Tuesday night, where really one of the more lively old Dáil debates, I thought. Please, please, I'd like, can we, can we please conduct, can we please conduct the business in an orderly fashion? When the turn returns to government to speak, you can refute what has been said by, by Deputy MacDonald. 
now. Should be withdrawn. Should be withdrawn. But it, fine, but are you going to withdraw? I am not. Right. I'm well, stating the facts on the record of the do- those who live. Carry, please. Those carry who on. live and work here, who walk these streets, who've grown up in Dublin, and who love this city, know the score. The broken lives, broken spirits, broken health and bodies of the walking wounded. I mean, you know, quips of Mary Lou Trump and public order peers from Josepha Madigan. I thought Patrick O'Donovan um, really made a very good point in saying there's 22 children that don't have dads because, uh, you know, they were Gardaí who, who were shot while doing their, killed while doing their work. And, and, and he's accusing Sinn Féin of being OK with that. Um, even when you saw the Sinn Féin deputies standing up and making their points against Helen McEntee, talking about public disorder, talking talking about the failure of policing at the Dublin riots. Their hearts weren't really in it. Fine Gael Senator Regina Doherty, she saw, uh, she was making a point about Louise O'Reilly on The Tonight Show and she was saying, Louise looks absolutely exhausted. This motion has completely backfired on them. And I think it very much re-energised the government as no confidence motions usually do because they give the government, you know, a chance to rally around their minister and say, we're actually, we're very strong and we're all very coherent and cohesive. But actually, it was like a little gift that Sinn Féin handed to Fine Gael to have a few hours in the doll and berate us over justice. And Fine Gael said, absolutely, we're taking out every trick in the book and we're having a go. Yeah, so they've, they've focused on Sinn Féin's relationship with the provisional IRA. They focused on a number of Sinn Féin TDs having convictions ranging from public order on O'Connell Street, uh, ironically, right up to 10-year convictions in the Special Criminal Court and activities with, with the provisional IRA. IRA. So was it basically seen to be a misstep by Sinn Féin to go down this route or was it just a natural consequence of Mary Lou Macdonald decided after the riots uh, on O'Connell Street that she had no confidence in the Garda Commission of Minister of Justice therefore she ultimately had to table this motion. If you actually cast your mind back so the first political party to actually come out and say they had no confidence in Helen McEntee were actually the Social Democrats and Gary Gannon of course who was a TD for Inner City Dublin he was very quick to come out and say I have no confidence in Drew Harris or Helen McEntee. Sinn Féin I think we're kind of going okay well we have you know we have to be, be seen to be ahead of this and we're going to say something similar but in fairness what we saw on Thursday night during the Dublin riots I mean clearly something went seriously wrong there like we saw umpteen Garda cars completely destroyed a Lewis destroyed you know a bus set on fire just chaotic terrifying scenes so something obviously went wrong This is not about the streets being safe this is a mob of people who are criminals and thugs this has nothing to do with that these are people who have come into our city centre who are criminals and will be treated as such. This is not about general safety. So I do understand why they would come out and say, we've no confidence in the Guard Commissioner, we've no confidence in the Justice Minister. But they don't really seem to have thought it through. And even this use of that photograph um, by Mary Lou MacDonald on her Twitter page and then Louise O'Reilly, you know, waving it around in the doll of this man that's sitting near the steps of Oldschool Kalash Tawira. He's drinking something from a can and there's children being collected from school where that awful stabbing attack happened just a couple of days later. And they're saying there's no guard or presence. Like, I thought that was a very strange strategy because Sinn Féin would normally 
purport to be the party that represents that man that's sitting on the steps and drinking from the can. Again, we don't know his story, but they might say, well, he has addiction issues, he's homeless, he's been failed by the state, we represent him. But now they're saying, look at this example of antisocial behaviour, how is it allowed to go on? It was quite a Fine Gael move and it backfired on them, just like the motion. Uh, really, they came out more bruised and battered out of it than Fine Gael did, which came out and said, aren't Sinn Féin awful? We've actually had a great day as a result of a kind of a bad thing, which is the motion no confidence in our justice minister. Yeah, and so at, at, at the end of the week, the, the Minister for Justice is in the clear because she can turn around and go, look, the doll voted confidence uh, in me. Uh, let's move on now to what actions uh, need to be taken when, in, in fact, this is a justice minister that has performed poorly, uh, has been under a lot of pressure uh, over over recent months, so it probably solidified the position. Do we need to give Sinn Féin some credit, though? I mean, when when... The, the Taoiseach and other ministers are accusing Sinn Féin of being populist. You'd have to say on the issue of immigration, they have been far from it. Opinion polls have shown that that their supporters are most likely to be the ones who are in favour of caps on immigration, who are in favour of some restrictions. But yet Sinn Féin have been wholly supportive of government policy on immigration. Yes, I think Sinn Féin take this interesting stance, very similar to their stance of climate change, which is well, we don't know the data or we don't know the full story. The government hasn't told us the full story, so we don't really have a line to take. Um, and, and that's an easy way out for them because, of course, you have to make a decision, you have to make a policy and you have to stick to it. And albeit you may change your position in a couple of months' time if, if things change. But, you know, in fairness to Sinn Féin, I think they know that it's a very hairy area, especially for some of those more liberal supporters who might say, well, we should take in as many refugees as we possibly can. We should house them, you know, in accommodation that's best available. We should get rid of direct provision. We should be much better on all of those things. And then there's a different cohort that think, well, actually you know, our country's buckling under capacity constraints. You know, people that already live here can't get a GP appointment. So, you know, all of those those two contrasting issues. And Sinn Féin are kind of tithering on the edges and saying, actually, you know, we can't really make a decision. For example, on the question of cutting social welfare for Ukrainians, you know, their position on it is that they don't really have a position. They don't won't really say, is that the right thing to do or not? Um that could also eventually backfire on them. And if you're in government, you can't have that stance. You have to make a decision and stick to it. Deputy MacDonald has the freedom, almost unique in the democratic world, of the daily opportunity to raise any issue she wants. If she thinks that something dangerous is imminent, she can stand here and demand action with the certainty that it will receive widespread coverage. Yet in spite of our claim that the dogs in the street knew a riot was about to happen, the Doyle record shows that in the past three months, in leaders' questions, she never once raised the violence she now says was obviously about to break out. Paul, you were writing this week about Sinn Féin and their record in, in what you'd call justice, uh, law and order. Uh, and you were, you were accusing of hypocrisy on an epic scale by tabling this motion in Helen McEntee. What, what's, your, what's your thesis here? My thesis is that this was shameless cynicism and opportunism on their part and just as Gabby so very eloquently outlined what went on last week I didn't realise about that uh, how that press conference on the plinth went with Mary Lou they actually did as Gabby says really um, offer them you know a massive opportunity to put their paw out to be slapped Now let me put uh, another contention to you though Paul what Sinn Féin are saying here is that the Minister for Justice and the Garda Commissioner 
Drew Harris are not fit for their roles. That's what Mary Lou McDonald said. She doesn't have confidence in them. Only five weeks ago, you were writing about law and disorder in the force, low morale, ennui in the Garda, Garda that was ranks. before the riots. Okay, okay. Man, yeah, okay. And you were, you were talking about people in the senior ranks of the Garda talking about poor morale and disillusionment with the current management style of the Garda commissioner. Drew Harris. And, and Drew Harris. And that the Minister for Justice was not acting on this. So are Sinn Féin not just reflecting the, the narrative that was out there already that Drew Harris and Helen McEntee did not have a grasp of the law and order issue. They took the ball and tried to, to do something else with it. <laughs> and I absolutely believe that and absolutely believe that none of that has changed. The Drew Harris has been a disaster as a commissioner here for the Gardaí because like the guards, the morale, like it, it, when police are afraid to do their job and you have a minister going into a policing authority asking them how guards should do their job when policing is, is the same as it was when Robert Peel launched the first police in 1829. So that hasn't changed. However, they need to clean up the mess. McEntee needs to clean up the mess from her side and, you know, Harris has about two years left. He's going to have to do something. And the best way for them to do it is to do it while they're still in the job. Um, Sinn Féin coming onto the pitch and deciding to try and take the ball and uh, take over the whole narrative uh, was extraordinary. And so therefore, they deserve and they've put their paw out to be slapped and for them and their past to be fully elucidated again. Gabby, we've seen a drop in... Sinn Féin's support in opinion polls. Should they be concerned? Because looking at it at present, they're still by far and away the biggest party in any opinion poll being being put put forward. Uh, they're looking ahead to local and European elections. They'll be making substantial gains next June when, when they come about. So is there cause for alarm here or is this just a blip in their progress? Yeah, I think it's interesting to have a look at recent two recent polls, the Business Post poll, which happened the week before, and also the Sunday Independent Ireland Thinks poll, where you do see a little bit of a dip in Sinn Féin's support. Now, they're still doing extraordinarily well. I mean, let's be very, very honest about that. But as one TD pointed out to me, and I do think this is a good point, to make. Yes, that support from Sinn Féin has gone by a couple of percentage points, but where has it gone to? Independence. And it's not, you know, the independents who are perhaps mild-mannered in the doll. It's the independents who are a bit more outspoken when it comes to immigration. It's independent local election candidates who are very brazen in their views towards people that are not Irish. Um, their, their views perhaps may be seen as being a bit far right. Um, and and that is a, a little bit of a cause for worry. And especially if you talk to Dublin-based politicians, they'll say to you, you know, some of these people could get elected. And then we'd see far right politicians on local councils. And what's the next step? It is the doll. Now, are they going to get elected to the doll? We don't know. This is the lowest level, 28%, that we have ever recorded Sinn Féin at. Down seven points in two months now. So that's a sizable fall. But after the week that we've had, Dublin was in riot, you would have expected much more damage to the government parties. But in fact, they've they've held up quite strongly. Mm. And it is Sinn Féin that seems to be in a spot of bother here. I think we have to be very careful. And it's interesting to look at opinion polls. And again, this is where Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael could really grab the bull by the horns here and try and say, we completely oppose this. And I think 
this is where there's been a bit of a political failure ever since the riots happened on Thursday gone. Not one political party has said, they've all said the far right has had involvement in it, but not one of them has come out and said, this is how we're going to police the far right. We know that Drew Harris has, has this approach towards the far right, which some have criticised as being too softly, softly. Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Sinn Féin, you know, they could have come out and said, this is our response, this is how we do things differently. Helen McEntee could have come out and said, this is how we're going to police the far right. She hasn't done that. And Sinn Féin conversely could have said, you have no plan for policing the far right. That was that could be easy political capital for them. They, they haven't used it at all. And I think that's where politics has failed a little bit when it comes to the riots. Didn't, didn't Pascal Dunhu <clears throat> sort of express that? very well in the doll where he said was it he who said it or maybe I'm completely wrong on this but somebody did mention and never before has the centre been more important mm-hmm. the centre must hold because the far right are despicable individuals the other side you have these guys trying to inflame them all the time and it's all virtue signalling never before and perhaps this is lost on the public but never ever before I think has the centre been so important and so vital? And it's a very febrile ground right now, isn't it? For sure. And that's where, like I said, the government could say, because the government is broadly quite centre-ish. And if you look at the Greens, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, they could say, this is our plan for dealing with the far right. And this is how, you know, we're not the people for profits of the world. We're not the far rights of the world. We're somewhere in the sweet middle where we have a balance of all worlds. Also, a bit of an aside, but I think when you have Pascal Donahue, because you're just mentioning him there, you know, these talks about he might perhaps go off and to work for the IMF. The loss of such big political figures. I also, nearly half of Fianna Gael TDs at this stage have said that they're not running in the next election, or not half, but certainly a large number of them. You know, that does throw into question who's going to be running in the next general election and what sort of an effort are they going to make to form a government and to actually lead the country because we need experienced people right now at this moment in time. And speaking of that, Olmore's Almanac. 260 years of getting your, predictions your right, favorite, wrong and, and otherwise. That's Fionnall's favourite annual publication. Yeah, yeah, by get it every, give it every Christmas and go through it. It talks about Ireland's first female Taoiseach. Who, Gabby, will that be in 2024? Well, is it going to be Helen McEntee? I, I, I don't think so. I think, sort, you know, there's been a few controversies she's waded through now. I think the people around her certainly want her to maybe lead Fianna Gael and maybe the country one day. Is it going to be Mary Lou MacDonald? That the polls perhaps may suggest. Might it even be Holly Cairns? I think we'll have to wait and see on that one. And my thanks to Gabby Gattafiskaita and to Paul Williams. I'm Fiona Sheehan and today's episode of the Indo-Daily was produced by D. Reddy, researched by Dave Hanratty and Maeve McTaggart, with sound by Gav Hennessy. Archive clips from Aroctus TV, PA Media, RTE News and the Irish Independent. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review. This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919, 1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. On occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. I'm Nicola Tallent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts.